Hello and welcome to the I Hear Design Podcast, your source for interior design and architecture news, interviews, and opinions. I'm your host, Robert Yaminen, and I want to wish you a very happy Earth Week, which is when this podcast is officially airing in preparation for Earth Day 2023 on the 22nd of April. This year's Earth Day theme is Invest in Our Planet. And the call to action is a great one, in my opinion, because all of us have the responsibility to be good stewards of the world we've been given. And whether it's time, talent, or money, we can all play a role in ensuring we leave the planet better than we found it. And you don't need to join Greenpeace or become a radical environmentalist to get involved. For example, did you know that as little as $1 can plant a tree with the Canopy Project? Forests are home to roughly 80% of the world's biodiversity, and the second largest storehouse of carbon after oceans, absorbing a significant amount of greenhouse gases, according to the Canopy Project. For you architects and designers out there, your call to action is admittedly a taller order. Buildings are known to be among the largest contributors of greenhouse gases in the world, responsible for 40% of all emissions globally, according to Architecture 2030. What you do day in and day out has a measurable impact on the environment, and there is a lot to celebrate. In fact, a recent article in the Washington Post earlier this year noted that, quote, accelerating solar and wind energy means global warming probably will not reach the temperatures once feared, climate scientists say, end quote. While downward projections of climate change are highly encouraging, especially to those of you in the trenches, the Post article added that the nearly two degrees in Fahrenheit rise in temperatures recorded since the Industrial Revolution is still less than half of what's expected by the end of the century. Translation? Well, there's still a lot of work to be done. And that's partly why we recently produced a three-part podcast series on sustainability and what it means for the A&D community today, which I encourage you to go back and listen to if you haven't already. In today's episode, however, I sat down with Anita Snader, Environmental Sustainability Manager at Armstrong World Industries, to discuss the role that both manufacturers and designers can play in battling climate change, as well as some of the tools at their disposal, and what Armstrong, as a company, is doing to commemorate Earth Day this year. Have a listen. All right. Well, hi, Anita. Welcome to the podcast. It's good to see you. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for um, having me here this morning and um, appreciate being part of your podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, anytime. And uh, where are you dialing in from today? I am in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. That is where our headquarters are for um, Armstrong World Industries. Great. All right. Well, I'm glad you're here uh, to talk to us today um, about Earth Day, which is right around the corner, and what the design industry is doing, uh, as well as uh, Armstrong, and to help you know just ensure the health and well-being of our planet through responsible design and construction of the built environment. Obviously, sustainability isn't a new concept by any stretch, um, but it does seem like there's been a renewed sense of relevance and urgency around uh, this issue in practically every industry that we see, including design, uh, what with climate change taking center stage in in many conversations today. So uh, as Earth Day approaches this year, um, I was wondering, how would you characterize where we are as an industry uh, in terms of environmental stewardship? Like, what can we celebrate? Uh, Where can we do better? I think we're all on a journey. We always say that among among ourselves mm-hmm. uh, within our company. And, you know, all of us are at different parts in that journey. Uh, I think everyone has begun, which is, is the great mm-hmm. part. Um, we might not have said that a, a few years ago. 
I do also believe that we know what the big issues are, certainly, and what we really need to tackle within the building industry. I also think that um, we've embraced that and we and right. we know, you know, what we must change and we have a good solid foundation as to where we where we need to go. I think now it's time for action. Uh, mm-hmm. We certainly and you know many companies, uh, as as you know, are are setting goals, commitments, whether they're for 2030, 40, 50. Mm-hmm. Um, to tackle these big issues and really all striving to reduce the impact we have from our business on climate. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I hear so much now about uh, you know, decarbonization, embodied carbon, you know, operational carbon in terms of the built environment. And it, and it is so important to your point, because uh, I think it's Architecture 2030 has has commonly cited the fact that Buildings consume 40% of all the energy, uh, I think, in the U.S. and and the global greenhouse gas emissions. So, yeah, it it really is a a big issue that that everyone needs to tackle. And so, but speaking of, you know, architects and designers, what role do you see them playing in combating climate change specifically? How big of an impact uh, do you think they can really have? Yeah, I mean, you certainly mentioned the big statistics, and and it is still alarming that buildings um, contribute that much in terms of carbon. But uh, they certainly can address and mitigate where where our impact is. Um, they have a large impact. They're making decisions on the building from from the initial stages of design through through the entire process and through construction. And, you know, whether it's a new building, uh, the choice to build new, the choice to renovate an existing building, that those are all factors. Um, and then also not just on buildings, but infrastructure as well, um, whether mm-hmm. it's cities or schools or communities, they're impacting, you know, the the um, infrastructure throughout areas. And, and that certainly trickles down to everywhere. And I think they, they really are committing and understanding that it affects, you know, every project they're working on, every client and, um, the decisions they make will last a long, a long time. And that's the other big piece. So yeah, absolutely. Um, getting them right from the beginning is really key. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, it's interesting because I, you know, I know in, I think when most people talk about the built environment, I mean, they're they're thinking about the building itself, the envelope, which, you know, might last 50, 100 plus years. Um, we did an article not long ago about the carbon footprint of interior renovations, right? Because, I mean, those happen much more frequently as I think it's what, a 10 years average maybe for, you know, you have a, a tenant refresh or, or whatever it is. And so that impact is big, not just in terms of uh, how much you know, material and, and embedded carbon in the actual building itself, but then in the interiors that are cycling through more and more often. And, and at, you know, to your point about architects and designers, you know, the, the products that they specify are, are going to play a huge role in that. And so, you know, that comes to companies like Armstrong. What responsibility, you know, do companies, manufacturers like Armstrong's, you know, bear in ensuring that the built environment achieves sustainability and net zero targets? I mean, because obviously the impetus isn't just on the architects and designers, right? I mean, it's the manufacturing community as well. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yes. I mean, we, we must all do our part, whether it's individually or um, in business. And certainly as a responsible business, uh, setting 2030 goals, we, we are certainly accountable uh, to be not only committed and also transparent 
to our stakeholders, all of our stakeholders, certainly, you know, whether it's our customers, our investors, our employees. Um, I think also reporting on our progress, that's really key. We have uh, put our pillar, put our goals into three pillars, which mm-hmm. are people, planet and uh, product. And we have three goals in each of those pillars and targets. So we're, we've nailed down exactly where where we want to be by 2030 and then also the uh, key performance indicators, the targets of how we're going to get there and reporting on that pro- progress annually. We've done that through our sustainability reports. And um, we can we will continue to do that. And and just being transparent, I think, is really uh, what we owe the market, all of our stakeholders in terms of responsibility. We've also joined uh, the U.N. Global Compact, which mm-hmm. um, is really to show our commitment to sustainable bu- business practices. And then also we've joined the Science Based Target Initiative, which is a commitment that we will lower our scope one, two, and three emissions. And we've committed to that. We report into that annually. So it's really about accountability and responsibility to to kind of summarize that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, and you hit on a key word there. I think transparency is one that I keep hearing so often now and how important that is for uh, manufacturers because, uh, you know, unfortunately, there is still a lot of greenwashing out there. Um, and so I think that transparency is absolutely key, uh, as you noted. Thinking about designers and specifiers, I mean, obviously the process, you know, as they're trying to calculate the impact that their specification decisions have on the environment, I, I know it can be, it can get pretty daunting, kind of complicated. Uh, can you talk about some of the tools uh, that are available to them and maybe how they work a little bit, if you can explain that? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, you mentioned the AIA 2030 commitment. I mean, that's kind mm-hmm. of as a firm commitment that that is a framework that they can commit to to reach um, carbon reduction goals. Uh, the, real, the real goal is net zero emissions by 2030. It's a pretty big, um, big uh, goal out there, but um, mm-hmm. firms then report their progress based on the projects that they work on and what they've reduced. So we kind of see a rolling tally of, of where we are. And there's been a lot of firms that have committed to that. And then on a project basis, uh, it's really about making intelligent material choices, mm-hmm. uh, reducing carbon, making healthier environments uh, for the occupants. And I would and also encourage uh, the to look to new innovations and systems uh, for new materials that work together to lower the overall footprint. So you mentioned tools. There's a lot of tools that are available to them. Uh, there's the whole kind of uh, framework of LCA tools, mm-hmm. which are uh, Tally. It's an LCA tool that combines in with Autodesk and Revit. There's the Embodied Carbon Construction Calculator, the EC3 tool. There's um, Green Building Rating Systems. We've had them around mm-hmm. for a while, LEED, and then WELL. All have credits and calculators within them to help serve as guidance to help lower uh, the impact of, of choices. And then I would put the other um, whole bucket of material platforms. There's, you know, the emerging uh, mindful materials platform mm-hmm. that is now aligning with the uh, materials pledge, the AIA materials pledge, and then also Ecomedes, which is kind of hand in hand with mindful materials. And both of those serve as kind of a one-stop shop for um uh, 
architects, designers to go there, look at uh, the sustainable criteria by each product, build up their project of all the uh, materials they're using, mm-hmm. and then um, be able to have a, a set packet of materials that will go into their project with all the environmental information attached to it. Sure. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you for uh, mentioning all those different tools. I know um, those are some of the, that I've definitely heard uh, before, and I want to make sure I'll put those in the show notes for anybody that's interested in going to check those out. So we'll have links um, at the bottom. Um, I guess just to kind of wrap things up uh, and from a sort of bigger picture perspective, what would you say that Earth Day means for a company like Armstrong? Uh, and what message do you want to leave with our audience in terms of you know, sustainability? Yeah, I mean, certainly I live Earth Day every day. So so <laughs> it, for it to be yeah. a day is kind of expanded all, across the whole year. Yeah. But um, certainly at Armstrong, we really believe that uh, sustainability is a commitment. It fulfills our corporate purpose, which is all about making a positive difference in the spaces where we live, work, heal, learn and play. And it's also a critical enabler uh, to our strategy for growth. I mean, it has to business and growth have to come along. Uh, this year, as I said, we set our uh, 2030 goals and targets. So we're really focused this year on driving sustainability into our business, making it a part of everyone's role to play. Uh, I think this fits nicely into the theme for the, for this year's Earth Day of investing in our planet. So really, everyone can do that. Everyone must do their part. And that's really what we're stressing within Armstrong is is allowing and giving everyone that capability. Uh, we have a number of activities planned for Earth Week. We're extending it across the week, uh, some speakers, some activities. Uh, so we look forward to being able to celebrate within the company. Very cool. Glad to hear that. Yeah, wonderful. Well, Anita, where can our listeners go to learn more about what Armstrong uh, is doing to support a more sustainable environment? Yes, yeah, certainly we have our, our website. That's probably the, the best location, armstrongceilings.com and then backslash sustainability. Uh, that will take you to our sustainability page. It will uh, Our sustainability report is located there, a review of our pillars. And then certainly from a product standpoint, uh, you can click into the product area. We have a, a very large um, sustainability portion of, on our product site as well, a very um, comprehensive transparency page, um, tools for all the green building rating systems, uh, our recycling program as mm-hmm. a big key feature. So uh, very well equipped in terms of resources. Yeah, fantastic. All right. Well, thank you again for being here and sharing your insights with us, Anita. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate it as well. And happy Earth Day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for our listeners out there, head on over to Armstrong Ceilings website at armstrongceilings.com slash sustainability when you get a chance. Uh, thank you, as always, for tuning in. Happy Earth Day as well from me. And as always, be well, everyone. Mm-hmm.